Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. Hello, we are back again with kind of a different type of episode, which we're really excited for. Yeah, we did an Ask a Pastor where we kind of just like quickly answer some questions. And so that will be the format of this bonus episode. And we're excited about it. Yeah. So we did our Love Actually series in the whole month of February. If you tuned in, we hope you did. But we had a lot of different topics covered. We talked about things about intimacy and marriage and singleness and porn and masturbation, like all of the things we covered. And we thought it'd be fun to kind of do an episode to recap some of the conversations that we began there. But then also our local church with our, we call it our Crossing 20s ministry. It's our ministry for adults who are 20 to 30. They also had a little series of conversations about relationships around the same time. And so from that, we received some questions of people that they either just didn't get asked in the discussion time or people had questions even after those conversations. And so with that kind of ordeal and then our Love Actually series, we thought it'd be fun to kind of just rapid fire answer some of these questions that you all were still asking about. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to not be so long-winded about these, but some of them, but of you course. Know us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We don't have a podcast because we hate hearing ourselves. Exactly. You know? Okay, so we'll just jump right in. Okay, first question. These are not in any certain order. Some could be like more serious. They're just like totally random. Okay, how do you know if you're ready to date? Are there certain things I need to do slash go through to get myself ready? I don't want to drag someone else into it, question mark. Like, maybe I don't want to drag someone else into it. Okay. Well, I think first and foremost, it shows a lot that you're asking the question. I think that's good. I do think, though, it's also maybe not concerning you're asking the question, but if you don't feel ready, you're probably not. And so I think you need to work through some things. Okay, I have an opposite take on that. Okay. I think if you're asking the question, you're a thoughtful person. The person asking this question wants to make sure they're like doing it. I don't want to say right, but well, like going to do dating well. So I think if you're even thinking about it, I'm trying right now to even think about reasons why you wouldn't be ready to date. I think if you just got out of a relationship and maybe you're in a really bad place and you're mentally not doing well, like that would be a reason. I think if you're like struggling with like severe types of like sin. Yes. yes. I think that's another reason if you're like really caught in a lot of like chaotic just consequences or dynamics of sin. Yeah. Would be another reason not to start dating. Yeah. But outside of those two more extreme things, I can't really think of a reason if you're in your adult life that you shouldn't date. And I think what this question might be bred from, maybe not, is that in Christian culture, a lot of different ministries, I don't hear this at Mm, our church, thankfully, preach this weirdness about dating. And it's like, you need to be so ready and you need to be so growing and you need to like pray and make sure you're in this like perfect place to date. I will say there had been seasons of my life where I felt God saying, hey, you're too focused on boys. Like you need to quit. You just need to like not think about dating anyone right now. So that's a different thing. If you're feeling called to not be dating. Other than that, how else are you going to find a spouse? Like you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be ready enough. So I think unless you have some certain circumstance, like we mentioned, you're ready to date. Yeah, actually, I think that's good. Last thought is because it's almost like our relationship with Jesus of like, you don't need to be perfect to enter into a relationship with Jesus. Like no. he wants you as you are. And no. if your expectation is as you start dating someone, they're also going to be perfect. So you need to get perfect. That's going to be really rough because they're not going to be perfect 
even as you go farther, hopefully past dating into like a marriage situation, then like you're for sure not going to be perfect. Wrapping it up really quick, I guess if I could say one thing you need to do to get ready for dating or like just while you're waiting to find someone to date or like casually dating people, getting to know them is be pursuing Jesus. Like if you're growing in a relationship with God, like that's all you need to be doing, in my opinion. There's books and stuff out there, but like you can find those. Yeah. Okay, next question. If you know you've made sinful mistakes in past relationships, how do you build up the courage to date again? I've struggled with this in the past. I don't want to go down this road in the future. When does that come up in convo, if ever? Kind of two questions there. If you've made sinful mistakes in past relationships, how do you build up the courage to date again? Also, we haven't read these questions really. Well, we skimmed them, but like we're coming in fresh. So I think that they're referring to sexual sin in past relationship. How do you build up the courage to date again? I think you get a team of people. And when I say a team, like close people in your life and make sure you know strict, strict boundaries if you've struggled with that in the past, i.e. like literally be strict about, okay, maybe we're not going to hang out past this time. Like for some couples, that might seem extreme because maybe that doesn't need to happen. But if you've struggled with that in the past, also it's hard because like you don't know the next person you're going to date could be in a different place with being firm about those boundaries. So maybe you should just like write down some things of like, hey, in my next relationship, I'm going to bring this up to the person that I'm dating of like, hey, I struggled in the past. And so I don't want to hang out past this time. Like I want to be really careful about X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't know, like list some things out. Yeah. And I think bringing other people into it is what I agree with you most on. So if you struggled with this in the past and don't want to go down this road in the future, when does that combo come up? I think my only other thought on that is I think it really depends a lot. Like that is something you could probably bring up right at the beginning, but I would think it would probably be more natural. Obviously, you're meeting someone for like coffee I don't first think bring it up at date. the beginning. Yeah, but I'm like, I mean, I'm yeah. I, to each their own. Not at first date be like, hey, by no, the way, but I think nice most to meet likely you, I... your dating relationship is going to start with like a coffee date yeah. first and then like a lunch date and then like a dinner date. And so over those like times and context, you can start building the boundaries And so like not to put yourself in a situation. And then when you guys do step further into like actually a dating relationship or something, then have a conversation of saying, hey, I've purposely set our hangouts this way because I would like to have this boundary in our relationship because I've struggled with this in the past. Yeah. Or whatever it may be. Yeah. And just praying about it, too, that God would like help you. I don't think like with the courage, I think you're just going to have to do it. And yeah, it is scary because like we don't want to live in sin. But yeah. Okay. There was a second part to this question. When do you have those deeper conversations in dating? We don't want to future sabotage ourselves by picturing our lives as someone, but don't need to possibly see that person in our future to want to date them. What's the line slash spectrum? I think they're asking just like deeper conversations in general. Like, is it appropriate to ask deep conversations as you're dating? Is that a wise thing or is it an unwise thing? Because essentially they're asking like, we don't want to future sabotage ourselves for picturing our lives with someone But then we also need to have realistic conversations. I think it's a good question to ask because I think there is a line. I think it's a blurry line and a gray line and a dotted line. However you want to think about (sighs) it. These are hard. Like what is actually true because it's going to be different per person. But I think for sure it's very important to have conversations for what you want your future to look like. I mean, i.e. kids, where you want to live finances, jobs, expectations of just like life. If I want to stay home or work or like, I mean, I think those are important conversations to have. I do not think those should be like right off of the bat in like first date. But even as I say that, I'm like, well, I don't know. I think you have to know the character of someone first to then say like, well, am I, are some of these things negotiable? 
or some of these things like non-negotiable for me. And I think knowing the character of someone is way more important than like likely these deeper conversations are more practical. They're more like, yeah, where do you want to live? Do you want to have kids? It's those types of questions or I'm just guessing. I don't know. And so I think we can't only be picking someone off of do they fit the puzzle pieces that I want my life to look like? Because one, just newsflash, your life is not going to look like how you want it to look like. But secondly, so I think therefore you should first choose off of character of someone, but then be talking about those things. And those are practical things. I don't know. Your your wheels are spinning. No, I can because tell. I think that's a good answer. But I actually think this person is asking more like, okay, I'm dating someone Is it okay to start having like deeper conversations like she's saying or he I don't know We don't want to future sabotage ourselves by picturing lives with someone else I also think you could say it as like okay You've been dating someone because I actually think if you want to talk about some of those more deep things That would be like great first date things because you're not as emotionally invested Like you're just like getting to know someone and it's like hey I want to do this or like I hope for this like it doesn't need to be emotionally charged Versus like you've been dating a guy for three months. Things are seeming like they're moving really quickly and you guys are quickly starting to talk about like maybe marriage and some things that like then make it harder if the relationship you break up and then you become really emotionally intertwined. Yeah, I think that's good. I think also the reality of dating nowadays, too, is like you're likely like doing it through an app where like you're already getting some of this information from people anyways. Like, you know, they ask you questions like that and or you're getting a I think a lot of dating relationships happen through people. So you're getting a reference from someone. So you can always ask that person like, hey, do you think we're compatible in the ways of like we want to live our lives where they want to live? Do you think he wants to have a family? Like all of those questions if you're asking. So you may be going into the relationship already with some of those cues also maybe we should have shared this i dated my husband only for six months and then we got married six weeks later so like i will say but i had a lot of other like long relationships before that and so did he and so like i think i have a little bit of a different view on like i've experienced both and i when we started dating i mean he jokes because we had been again this isn't everyone like usually if you're dating someone you probably don't know him yet but like we had been good friends for over a year or so and like we talk about this like the day that he said will you be my girlfriend like official kind of not just like going on dates he's like i could have also said like will you be my wife like at that point we literally knew we were going to get married and we started looking at rings like very so early funny every time I hear it like yeah sweet, funny you know it, I guess that I was different it. because we had built a relationship like as friends first and so by the time we started dating we we're both like okay we know yes, where this that's is good going context because that I had that as my situation versus like I had other relationships where it was like years and I think I may be thinking that this person could be asking is like hey we're dating and like we're really committed to one another How do I protect myself emotionally to not be constantly thinking like I do think you should think if you're dating someone you should be considering marrying them like why else would you be dating them but also not getting so wrapped up in that that then you're like talking about marriage and like opening up conversations when you guys that are not break up yeah so i do think you have to know yourself again a lot of these things it's like have community and seek wisdom from people who know you and know the situation yeah am i supposed to share my context now I mean, my husband and I met when we were 14 and 15. We dated technically, like, we're together for, like, 10 years. But we broke up, like, five times in high school and, like, two times in college. (laughs) 
Yeah, if you knew me in high school or college, probably. But our two breakups in college, we broke up for like nine months and a year, Mm -hmm. both of those times. So in those times, we dated other people. But as soon as we got back together, we were like four months later engaged, four months later married. Yeah, so like this is is when we're doing it. That is so different. Like you literally, it's almost like you didn't even have to ever have a time of like getting to know Andrew because you guys had already like like just grown up. up. Yeah. So that is different. I literally had spelling bees with my friends to how to spell his last name faster that's so funny because he was like the hot kid on campus you know but there is something to keeping yourself a little bit guarded emotionally and not letting yourself like i think it's a struggle especially for girls could be for guys too that you start dating someone you go on like two dates and you're already like picturing your life marrying them and that's where it's like no like i would not be dating them if i didn't think they would be someone i could marry but also i'm not going to let my mind start fantasizing about that yet Yeah. yeah and i think you have to bring people into that yeah okay Okay, how many dates, if you're not feeling it, do you cut it off slash wait it out? Should we base things off of our feeling or more so if they love Jesus? Hmm. I actually know exactly what I would say to this. Say. I, I say have thoughts, but I'll share after. You've cut it off as soon as you don't feel it. Like, okay, I was just talking to a friend recently, and it's like, you want to date them for their character, but you also like have to like them or feel some attraction to them. I'm not even talking about physical. You have to be excited to be with them. Yes. Like, okay, this thing of more so if they love Jesus, there's a lot of men in my life that I know love Jesus, but I would not date them. And like, I'm not attracted. I'm not attracted and I'm not, we don't connect like that. And so it's like, I think the feeling thing is hard because in the beginning, it does need to be off initial attraction. Something about them, their personality, how they connect with others, people, their community. You see in them, all yeah. these things. So I think if you go on one date and you're like, I do not feel it, then you know that and you shouldn't go on another one. I think if you go on one date and you're like, I don't know if I feel like I had a good time. I don't know how I feel about this person. Go on another date. That's fine. Yes, I agree with that last sentiment there. And I think actually I was talking to a friend who is currently dating and I thought she did something really wise. They went on, I think, four total total dates. And she was like, I was strategic to set them up in different settings and tones. So like they went to coffee one time, they went to lunch another time, they went to dinner one time, and they went on a walk and like got a drink. So like very different vibes. You got to see them in different settings, different times of day, different like across a couple weeks. And she had said, I think she was maybe not feeling it like I don't know when she was maybe not feeling it, but she was kind of questioning a few of the things about their conversation, just from different stuff. And I thought that was good that she was like, but I wanted to get him in different types of day, different times, settings, all the things. And I was like, I think that's wise to give him a chance because they were really compatible in their love of On Jesus paper. occupation paper. Yes. But she wasn't feeling it. Yeah. And so, so it's I like, thought that oh, was wise of her. Yeah, that is good. Okay, just jumping on. We could pick that apart more, but let's keep going. Okay, couples that pray together early on. Question mark. Question mark. Like accountability partners slash praying over sin and deeper stuff, dot, dot, dot. Is that too intimate? What's too intimate to share with someone during dating or what is too much to seek from that partner versus your same-sex friend? This is similar to a few questions ago, but I would not pray together with someone early on. Like, what is early on? Like, (laughs) Yeah, what is early like, on? I, I mean, I think hard. we have to kind of define that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, if she's talking about like one of the first two dates, no, you no. don't pray together. No. That's very intimate. Yeah. I mean, I remember to learning about, and again, a lot of our Christian culture comes into dating. So some of that could be shaping, but like, you're not just guarding yourself physically and saving certain parts of yourself for marriage. I don't think this is spoken about enough. You're also guarding yourself spiritually and emotionally. And I think the difference between dating and engaged is like when you're engaged, 
why I think engagement is horrible and the worst. And I think if any way you possibly can, it needs to be short is because you're allowed to start spiritually and emotionally connecting because you're planning your life. Where are you going to live after the wedding? Like you're literally connecting every part of your life already in that engagement, except for the physical part. Yeah, the most intimate things about you other than sexual intimacy. And so that's why there are parts that need to be left for like when you're engaged and there's some sort of commitment because I don't know. I just think praying together, like if you're dating deeply, sure. Like if you want to share, like I'm struggling with this, but I think that you need to keep same sex people in your life to be like, that would be your main source of that until you're engaged. But like, yeah, naturally as you, if you're dating someone for like a year or even less, if you're dating someone for a few months, like, yeah, you're going to naturally start sharing hardships in your life. I mean, maybe this is a hot take, but this is just my opinion. I mean, I have known some people so severely that they're like, it's so inappropriate to pray when dating when like, even when the guy has been like at dinner, like, hey, can I pray for us real fast? They've been like, no, 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 don't pray. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, I think that's weird. Wait, what? Yeah. I've heard that. Like my dad prays before dinner. Why is that weird? But they're like, no, but praying's a big boundary. Man, I've heard that a lot. People are like, no, I'm very severe. Like, we will not do that. So I think it's the context of that too. Like, I mean, I think there's something really different to going to church together and like standing there next to each other, like holding hands. No. Obviously, like, no, no, whatever. No, do not hold hands in church. Oh my gosh, guys, you don't have to do everything to me on the set. I mean, I don't think that's that weird. But like, if someone during a prayer is like holding my hand and we're dating. Oh, during the prayer, like just in the service. Yes, during the prayer in the service, like I've heard people think that's weird. I'm like, I don't think that that's that weird. Like you're there in a worship service and he would grab your hand. And like, I just don't think that that's like totally inappropriate. I just think I think at church is weird. Yes. I think I agree with your sentiment of like, yeah, we got to protect ourselves spiritually of what that intimacy looks like. And so I think you need to be really wise. I think it's really smart. Like if you are in a long-term relationship to like, yeah, be confessing sin and asking for prayer about those things. But I think it comes with a lot of wisdom and discernment and you need to have community. Wait, okay, I'll go back. I think I'm thinking like, yeah, if you're like being PDA in like a worship service, like you're no. here to worship. Like that's what I was yeah. thinking of. Not I'm like, thinking it as like, I have heard girls before, like, you know, we're in a dating relationship. We're sitting next to each other in the pew at church and the prayer begins and he grabs my hand to like pray with me, to like, have a connection during the prayer. My husband and I do that. Yeah, yeah, like I always put my hand on my husband's leg or something. And I'm like, and I've told the girl, I'm like, I don't think that's weird. Like, I think that's just a natural, like, I don't know. I don't think that's inappropriate or too intimate. But yeah, it's my opinion. A lot of these are hard because, again, they're nuanced and it depends and we don't on have your the situation. Whole situation. Yeah. You guys could be like, why are you guys answering these questions? Uh, yeah, we've been okay. out of the game for a while. What if we are too content in our singleness and feel like dating is just too much work? Samantha? Well, that's hard because if you're too content in your singleness, I think you would have to spend a lot of time in prayer and think like, do I desire marriage and do I desire a partner or do I just like think I need to do that because that's what culture tells us because I'm becoming like more and more increasingly aware that like not every person truly desires that and like maybe you don't even know you don't really desire that. Okay, so I want to jump down because I did like read over these questions and actually a question at the very bottom We also got asked, are we required slash expected to have children when we get married? Why should we want to get married? Everyone says it's harder than being single. I think these questions are kind of connected in the way that if you guys listen to our conversation with Greg Johnson, I thought he brought up a lot of really good points. And I've actually been super convicted in this way. Here in Western culture, we really elevate this idea of marriage and the, especially in America, like what an American like dream family looks like. And I think actually it's not a question of like, when you're saying, am I too content to my singleness? I think actually the question we should be all asking as Christians is like, God, are you calling me to live out my 
faithful walk as a follower of you, married or single? And I think you have to feel conviction in that answer first to then decide because marriage doesn't make you more holy. Like, I mean, God doesn't look at people and say, if you're married, you're more holy. And if you're not married, you're less holy. That is not the point. A point of a marriage is to be a representation of our relationship with God. Like it is a bride and a groom. And so, yes, marriage is hard. It's refining but also single people have situations that are refining and that will give them opportunities to also grow just as like grow in their holiness and faithfulness. And so I think just the point of the question is like, if you're content in your singleness, well, I think you just need to be praying like, God, what are you calling me to? Like, do you call me into a relationship or are you calling me to be single? Well, I yeah, think it's more of the question. And maybe the sentiment too, like a lot of my single friends, especially like we live in Missouri. It's not like the easiest place to date. You know, and like apps and stuff, I really feel for my single friends because like I think it just sucks. Like it sucks to do the apps and the things. I think I guess what I would say to that, this might be someone who's like, no, I do want to be married. But like I just I am truly content and like it's so much work. What I would say is like, okay, I'm sorry. Like you're going to have to do the work. There's something in every stage of your life. Okay, when you get married, guess what? You're going to have to do the work. Guess what? When you have kids, there's a million things that like I don't really want to do because it's hard work. But like it goes with the territory. I heard someone this was not a Christian. This is a girl. Did you see the girl on Instagram that kind of went viral because she decided she lives in New York City. She was going to go on a date every day in February. Oh, yeah, or 28 I days. Did. Yes. She, it wasn't every day because like some she went in like three a day. Yeah. And she said that she like I thought it was really cool because she was like, I want to be married. I'm X, Y age. And like I had gotten so just used to working, coming home, watching my shows, eating my food, like honestly living in her comfort. But she's like, I was just expecting for like a man to kind of come out of nowhere. And I realized, oh, dating is a lot of work and so she literally like went on so many dates and I think she like ended up there's like one or two people she's like continued to date Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome well and also last thought because I think we've talked about this multiple times but bring other people into it I think if you're feeling content in your singleness of like I'm glad you brought this up because I think it is someone who's saying like no I desire to be married but I'm just content to my singleness. I think bringing other people into it and asking people like, hey, I would love if you would set me up. I would love if you had someone in mind. This is what I'm looking for. You know me well. I trust you. I trust your character. I trust your knowledge of my character. And so if you know someone. So I always really feel appreciated when other people have given me permission to do so. Because it's always like if you're a good friend of theirs, you're like, you're kind of weird. But obviously, like everyone knows different people. And so like use other people at your advantage of a resource to be like no yeah connect me with someone if you think someone mm-hmm. would be awesome you know yeah, yeah give people the per- permission to do that because you, you can do less work maybe, yeah and you know? sometimes i don't want to be the one to my single friends of like oh, let me set you up with someone if that's not what they want so yeah that's good to give their permission okay thoughts on guys always being the one to pursue the girl women don't want a passive man but what if the woman is a real go-getter and leader should the man still be the leader I have a take on this, but I don't... I have a take, too. I don't know if it's a biblical... Can I just say that? Like, some of these two, I'm like, they're just our personal opinions. Mm -hmm. Because I want to feel freedom to share this, but I don't want to say that this is biblical or not, because I don't know this. I think a girl likes to be pursued, and I'm also really old-fashioned. Like, I just feel like I'm a more old-fashioned person, and so, like... I don't think it's wrong for a girl to express interest in a guy. Like, I used to really, honestly, like, one of my sin things, like, I was a flirt. And, like, I don't think it's wrong to, like, be flirty. Why are you laughing like that? Because I just think it's funny. And, like, show a guy or tell a guy, like, hey, I actually really like you. But then at that point, I do think a guy needs to, if he feels the same way back. Because I do think there's some, like, really shy guys where I've had friends who are like, okay, we've been hanging out in a group and I feel this connection and I really like him. But, like, he's not making the move. Okay, tell him. 
hey, I like you. And then see what he does with that. He needs to then say like, oh my gosh, I feel the same way. Can I take you out to dinner? Can I take you out to coffee? Let's get to know each other more alone or whatever. Like, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I was probably going to have a hot take on this because I actually think this is one of those questions that to the person who asked this question, I'm not saying this to you, but I'm like, it's one of those questions that actually is really annoying to me and frustrating because I think it's so overthought and it's actually thinking Christian culture is pretty toxic because I think in the Bible, we don't get a lot of definitions for like how women and men should act specifically in relationships in those oh, types of I ways. Can I say something? One thing yeah. I meant to say earlier, by the way, dating is not a part of the Bible. This is a made up thing by man like dating. That's why dating is so hard, because like there's no like formula for it. Yes, it takes a lot of wisdom and everyone's going to do this differently. So I think that's what's frustrating to me here, because like God has created all people differently. Some people are going to be really outgoing. Some people are going to be shy. I think there are a lot of things that the Bible has to say about a marriage relationship and the dynamic of a woman and a man in that and how the man leads and the woman supports her leader and submits to him as an authority of a leader of their home and family. All that being said, I get so frustrated when people are like, oh, I just don't know because I can never put my foot out there. He needs to be the one pursuing me. I'm like, literally, there's nowhere in the Bible that that talks about that. Like, that's just ridiculous to think because personalities are just different. I agree 100% of what Samantha said, though. So if you're more of a go-getter woman and you're just like, I want to say that I like you, I do think like he needs to then reciprocate that or like you need to put the ball in his court. And if like you volleyed the ball over, then like if he doesn't volley the ball back, then I think you got to be done there. Just like any dynamic would if like even in a friendship, like you're just like, you've got to feel it both ways, but you can for sure be the first one to initiate. Oh, yes. And it pursue until it's something or it's not something. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. that's weird or wrong. No, like me saying I'm old fashioned means that like I've for sure been the first one to tell a guy I like him, but then he better like plan something. Yeah, you know, like, like I think it's like a I mean, it's like any relationship, like even just a friendship. I can go pursue you. But then if I don't get any pursuit back, then like, OK, well, I guess I'm done. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I do not think, though, in, in any way it's weird and wrong. If you were to step out first to a guy. OK, you know what? I just thought of this. If you're a girl and, you know, it is oftentimes like a guy asking a girl out on the date if they don't know them at all. So like you're not friends or whatever, but you like know of them. Maybe you see them at church, you see them at the gym, whatever. And you want to approach them. I could see myself in a world that I haven't been married for eight years. I could see myself going up to someone and being like, hey, I've like seen you around. Would you want to get coffee with me? Like I could see myself doing that. Yeah. And then after that, if he likes you, okay, he's probably going to then keep it going. You know, he's going to like initiate the next thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Equally yoked. How do you know you know? Is there always going to be someone that's a little further ahead? Are we ever truly equally yoked? What happens if down the road one person falls away? Question mark. Okay. On all the things. Correct me. Seriously, correct me. But I think equally yoked, again, this could be like toxic Christian dating thing of like, I remember truly being taught you need to make sure. And again, why was it the girl needing to make sure that the man that you're dating or the guy, I hate to say like, I don't know, man sounds so like old. The guy you're dating or girl needs to be like further ahead than you to like push you. Were you kind of taught that? Yeah. Okay. So I think what equally yoked means is that you're both yoked in the fact that you both love Jesus and are pursuing a relationship with him. I just need to share something. When I was dating Justin in college, we were involved in like a really intense student ministry. And I don't agree with like a lot of the things we were taught from it. And we were both 
like reading our Bibles a ton, memorizing scripture. You would say fairly legalistic. So legalistic. We were like these like cookie cutter, perfect Christians. We got married and life started to evolve. I mean, we've been married for eight years now. I remember going through this panic of like, why isn't Justin reading his Bible every day anymore? Like, I don't, what is he not a Christian? Like, and I say this meaning like I wouldn't see him get up and have a quiet time like he did in college. Okay, first of all, our time looks really different. We had kids, all the things where it's like there's other ways that he's growing and connecting. But I don't think that it needs to be like you guys are both in the same exact place with the relationship with God because like you're not going to be. And there's even been seasons where like I have been more the one growing. And then there's times where like I'm just going through a low season and like Justin's the one kind of like growing more. I don't know. Like, what do you think? Well, correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. But I am fairly certain that the Bible only talks about being equally yoked in the context of a marriage. So again, we're not talking about dating here. Like we're not talking about dating. But I think they're saying like to marry them. Yes. I mean, obviously, I think we all date to move towards marriage. Yeah. But that being said, actually, I think, well, no, you should. We I think, think as Christians, yeah, yeah, we think we should. I think, though, as Christians, it is very unwise, and I would highly discourage you getting into a relationship with someone who does not call themselves a Christ follower. So I think if someone calls themselves a Christ follower, and as you go on dates with them, you are recognizing like, oh, we're at really different places in our understanding of faith. And I mean, that could be a lot of different things for you. It's really hard to like flush that out. But I think if you figure out there are different places, obviously, maybe there are some really foundational beliefs that you're like, no, I think that's really foundational. And I can find this in the Bible where it's a really foundational thing that you need to be agreeing with me on. I think that could be a place where you're like, hey, yeah, this is probably not going to move forward because I don't think we actually believe the same things here. Because that person could be calling themselves a Christ follower, not really understanding what that means from the Bible. But I think it is really unrealistic. So as I tell you, Andrew and I dated for a long time, but with many breakups in there and our breakup my senior year of college was, you know, like detrimental to my life at the time because I literally thought I'd like had my whole life plan that I was going to marry this man. We broke up and it's because I had this really toxic idea of like we constantly needed to be on the exact same page, learning the exact same thing. If you talk about just like your walk with Christ, I just like I thought we needed to be the exact same place. And I was freaking out that we weren't because we were just growing at different like it's a hard on a podcast because you can't see my hand motions here. But, you know, like you imagine like a track race. And I thought we had to be running around the track the exact same mm-hmm. pace, the exact same time all the time. Oh, that's a good visual. And now I've recognized being eight years down the road <laughs> in marriage No, there are for sure going to be times I'm a lap and a half ahead of him and then he comes in and I like slow way back and he then gets a quarter of a track ahead of me. I mean, we are going back and forth and that's why God has designed marriage to be a partnership. That's a covenant and a promise that you stay in and it's hard and it's messy, but that's why you stick in it because one person like continues to pull. I think there are for sure roles in that as a husband and wife though that God talks about in the Bible. But I think that's why it gets messy during dating, because I think we have this image of like, this is what it needs to look like when marriage. And like, I think it's really unwise. I don't think you should date someone if they don't call themselves a Christian. I think it's a woman tendency to think of men. I think men too. But I think it's for sure a woman tendency to think guys are projects. And it's like, oh, we all kind of like the bad boy that like, we can save him, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Had a few of those and I relationships. Just, uh, yeah. And I think that's Honestly, a bad idea. Honestly, one like kind of did. <laughs> 
Oh gosh! Like he's I, mean, I like think he's still cr- okay. Anyways, oh uh, wait, I, what I wanted to say in that is thinking like, like those okay, are my thoughts around that. Yeah, and realistically, if you are someone who has been growing in their faith for a long time and it has a certain like maturity in a relationship with Christ, and that affects so many parts of your life, and you're going on dates with someone who is a Christian, maybe, but you can just tell like, okay, there's still a lot of areas of your life that like. I think that, again, you would just have to feel that out. I mean, I probably personally wouldn't be as attracted to someone who was in such an opposite place. And so that's what it is kind of of like. But if you're dating someone and like you are everything about it, but there's like a few off things that you're like, well, I think I'm growing a little bit more in this. Like, I think that's totally fine. What I'm saying is like, even if they're a Christian, you might go to sit down for coffee and be like, okay, the kind of things I'm thinking through and the way that I am working on bringing Jesus into like all these decisions in my life is like not where this person's at. And then for me personally, that would be like a turnoff. So mm-hmm. then it just like, I wouldn't be interested. And I think the part of the question that says like, what if down the road one person falls away? I think to that, I mean, there's a lot of discipline in I don't want to make it legalistic. I don't think discipline is legalistic, but I'm like, I think you need to look at patterns in their life of like how and with who are you pursuing your faith with? And I think you need to like be aware of that. So not that they're just calling themselves a follower of Christ, but you can see fruit in their lives from that. You can see people around them doing the same. You can see disciplines in their life that are pointing towards their desire for growth. You can see that in their speech. You can see that how they love others. I mean, all these things that I think you have to kind of like take notes of if you're just like, hey, we're maybe on the same page or maybe I'm a little bit ahead of him. So, yeah, I think that's things to consider. I will just throw this in here right now. Whenever I was dating back in the day and like when I have friends dating now, I think the number one thing, unless they just move to a new area and like don't know anyone or something, is like looking at people's friends and their like friend groups and community and saying same thing with the quiet time. It's like I even hate the word quiet time right now. I'm like kind of going into like an anti calling it quiet time phase. But like even though Justin went through seasons in our marriage where he wasn't opening his Bible at 5 a.m. like I was like I already saw those disciplines in his life and like when there's been times where he isn't growing the way he wants to like he goes back to disciplines that were already part of his life so it's like they have that pattern and also the reality are like I know couples that one person has like deconstructed or fallen away from God and like that's just something I think you can't start stressing about if you've done all the right kind of like okay I know your character now it's like the truth is like, yeah, people can wake up 10 years later and be like really wacky, crazy people and you can't change that. Yeah. And really last thing we're going to say on this topic is I think sometimes we put unrealistic expectations to dating or marriage relationships that we wouldn't hold to like other things. Obviously, there's a sacredness to marriage. But when we talk about dating, I think we put unrealistic expectations there that like we don't hold then in a friendship. And that confuses me because I'm like, there's still relationships with people. So like in the ways that you can be really good friends with someone and love a dear friend and recognize that where they go seasons in their faith where I'm like, oh, wow, she's on fire right now. Oh, she's like really kind of in like a dry period. And I really need to spend more time encouraging her. And so like as a Christian, I can see that in like other people and like the ebbs and flows. Yeah, and of I would that. never judge my friends for yeah, being in a so dry I'm season. Like, why are we quick to judge then people in like dating relationships? I mean, again, I think there's lots of wisdom and you have to like figure that out and see fruit and patterns and disciplines and things like that. But I think that's something to consider. Yeah. Okay. Kind of moving on. So I, I like this question because I have an answer right away. When you were in the gather info stage quotes on gather info stage which i've never heard gather info stage called that we're out of it samantha uh, i don't know the lingo these days i think that's gonna go play how into do you my work answer. on getting to know someone but also not become judgmental i don't want to be on trial every time i'm on a date but i want that person to find out if they can marry me 
Is a date like a test, like an interview? Question mark. Is it wrong to just want to enjoy the person's presence? Samantha, what are your takes? I need to hear I'm dying, actually. My take is that, whoa, we should not be viewing dates as gathering info. You should be viewing dates as there is a person that I could potentially be interested in, that I could potentially have some things in common, and that I would like to get to know. Let me go have a human face-to-face conversation with a person and learn something about them. You should not walk away from the first, the second, the third, probably even date, knowing every single thing about this person. Like it should be conversation. And maybe that's part of COVID. We were at a wedding or yeah, not you, but like (laughs) I told you this story. I was at a wedding a few weeks ago and I was standing with two friends at like a cocktail table during the cocktail hour. And this wedding, I was seeing people that I hadn't like seen since college. It was so weird. My best friend from college and I were literally talking about this guy. And I was like, oh my gosh, Morgan, the last time we saw this man, we were in a frat basement and he saw us looking and walked up to us and like remember it was so weird anyways okay so these people from like blast from our past people coming up and having conversation and we were walking in to sit down and I was like guys why do I feel like every conversation I just had was so awkward like have I gotten awkward guys am I awkward I was like I feel like no one knew how to like land the plane in a conversation no no one knew how to like wrap okay no one was asking questions back and so maybe part of this is like I like the last sentence. Is it wrong to just want to enjoy the person's presence? No, that's exactly what it should be, I think. You should go on a date. Even if you only learn one new thing about the person, you're seeing if you enjoy spending time with them. Like, it does not need to be an interview. I really like the heart of this question. Like, I think it shows that you want to be really intentional and thoughtful in who you're spending time with because your time is value. I mean, all of us have a lot of different variables in life, but time is all the same one, you know? It goes away at the same time. But this is my thought on this person's question. Actually, like, I love it because it's probably a question I would ask. It feels really like to the point you just want to like get it done and you want to be like, don't waste my time. I think, I hope because this is something I've grown in, in that I love asking people questions. But sometimes as I rattle off 20 questions, it feels really overwhelming and intimidating to someone else. And so I think you need to like be self-aware. I mean, I think anytime you date, you need to be self-aware. I mean, I think you always need to be. But specifically with dating, I think there needs to be a self-awareness and a humility in saying like, what are some of my really awesome things that I bring to the table just as like a human? And what are also some of the things that like I know that could be hurtful or overwhelming or things like that? So I'm kind of feeling like from this question, like maybe you're someone who likes to just like ask a lot of questions, like really move pretty quickly. And that's probably going to be really overwhelming to someone as you date them. And so I would think if you're like, is it wrong to just enjoy the person's presence? Like, no, I think you should probably lean. I mean, we're all kind of on a pendulum here. And if your tendency, it's kind of like the whole Bible study thing, like when they say, or I'm in a Bible study where they say like, hey, if your tendency is to talk and like to lead all conversations, then maybe consider sitting back and not talking as much. But if you're the person who always sits back and talks, like we know you have wisdom. So I encourage you to like, why don't you try to like be courageous and say something? And so I kind of think you need to use that same feeling in a date because I think it's totally fine if you're someone who normally leads a conversation. But I think it's also like, we should not be viewing it as an interview. Okay, I guess I what I wanted to jump in and say, my husband and I recently, he leads a young guy small group of mostly like single guys and like we just have single friends and we'll younger girls. We'll put their girls. numbers in our show notes. Just kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I, I think we have had this conversation a lot in the past couple of years. We think that 
honestly just Christian dating is like really toxic in the way that you think anytime you would go get coffee with a guy. I mean, I've literally heard girls say that guys in Christian spheres won't even ask girls out until they've like prayed through it for 17 hours and asked like seven references on the girl's character and literally trace their steps and like watch them in the coffee shop reading their Bible 15 times. Like, I think that's where my heart is like, guys, it is not wrong to just go on a flipping date with someone and like have a conversation. And so that's my heart of like, sometimes the intentionality thing needs to just be dropped a little bit of like, yes, if you're going to continue to go on multiple dates, think it through. Don't be like dumb and just be like locks today's cool about how you're spending your time. But I think sometimes we've lost the art of just like getting to know other humans. I mean, you could even say this in like getting to know certain friends or friendships of like, I could just want to go get to know a girl and like not need to ask everything about her life. And we might not ever even like hang out again. Well, and again, I think it's going back to that same standard. I think sometimes dating is like put on this pedestal in a way that like we don't do that with our friendships. So like I'm friends with a lot of messy people. I'm obviously it's like a little different because you're spending time and you're like hoping for a future with someone. But I think it's weird when you were putting these standards on these people of like, do you even carry those standards for yourself? Or are you just expecting perfection from someone else? And I think it just is kind of this weird toxic thing that both of you and I feel a little bit. And dating for marriage makes that complicated because just because we're saying you need a date for marriage does not mean that like you need to go on three dates and by the end of the third, be ready to marry the person. It means that when you realize at any point, it could be the first date, it could be the fifth, it could be six months. When you realize this is not a person I could see myself marrying, that's when it needs to be cut I off. I think it always goes back to like, we as humans want everything to be black and white. Yeah. We're bothered that in the Bible, dating is not black and white. We in our own it's minds. Not even then, in the Bible. Yeah, we then in our own minds make this a formula for like, this is how it's black and white for me. Like, this is exactly how it needs to go. And then we write people off if it doesn't like meet one tiny little thing. And I think we're saying like, hey, you got to seek wisdom. There's a lot of ebb and flow, discernment. You got to bring other people in. Like all of those things, I think are the smarter way to do it. I would try to even be creative with the questions, like not have them be like the where. What's your favorite color? What's your five year plan? Like, what do you think about kids? I mean, those things are important to talk about. I do think a lot of people want to say like they want to talk about the kid thing like right away. Anyways, we can jump on, but maybe be more creative about like, what do you enjoy doing? Or like, if you've had a really stressful week, like, how do you like to unwind? I think you can actually glean more from conversation like that about a person than you can about like asking all these like specifics. Okay. Is there a specific criteria that could be for everyone or is each person's criteria a little different? I think just for time's sake, I think it's an easy everyone's criteria is going to be different. But they have to be a follower of Christ. Yeah, like I think without getting into it too much, that's our answer. Yep. I mean, we're all different people. But I think if you call yourself a follower of Christ and you are pursuing a relationship with Jesus, then I think your criteria have to be they are also a follower of Christ and I can see fruit in their life of that. Yep. I think those two things like have to be present. Yep. Okay, here's two quick marriage questions. We'll try to be quick about these. Okay, how do you accept kids into your marriage and still have time and energy to love one another? What is the balance there? We're still figuring it out. Tell us. Just kidding. I mean, we are still figuring it out for sure. Obviously, it'll always be an ebb and flow, but I do think, I mean, I see it in your marriage too, but like, I do think this is something Justin and I do very well. Like, I am proud of us in this and I feel weird saying that, but like, I am because we, and you guys do it too, are super committed to leaving our kids with a babysitter, with a family member, I understand that that's kind of like a privilege, even financially, to have a babysitter or you don't have family nearby. 
your family did like where all a bunch of families would like swap yep. time. A bunch so, of us who like didn't have family in town yeah. just like flip flop for free. Yeah. Like finding ways to date. And we have always done that. And even in seasons where like, I mean, I do think it's different when you try to have like, we don't thrive well with at home date nights because we end up like watching a movie and kind of like scrolling on our phone and going to sleep. But like you can get creative with that and then getting away with one another when that's possible. And just I think not making your children the center of everything like helps a lot with that so when you can have a good perspective on how to be a parent that's like putting things in the right order of like no my marriage I've heard my mother-in-law and like other older people tell me this it's like weirdly a lot of people get divorced like when their kids go off to college and I always remember being like that's so weird like why'd you wait that long and I think it's easy to look at now of like okay you have however many years of just being invested in your kids lives that you can easily push aside working on your marriage or like dealing with the hard things or like actually having to, to care if you like your spouse anymore so then all their kids leave and they look at each other and they're like actually I don't even like you I don't, I don't even, even know, know you, you. Yep. like we did not put any work into this I want to go find someone that makes me happy and like that's exactly how it happens so that's always just been important to Justin and I of like hey when these kids are gone it's gonna be us so like I want to love you and I want to know you in all the ways that you change and we're called to that I mean I think it's really easy to get that backwards obviously kids are an amazing blessing and we are I mean like so fortunate and like such an amazing opportunity to be parents but I think it first and foremost comes like our relationship with God and then our relationship with our spouse and then our relationships with our kids I mean that is the order that I think you can find a lot of biblical grounds for like standing on. And so I think we have to be considerate with that as we move forward. And I think when the second part of that question is like, what is the balance there? We do tons of at-home date nights. We really prioritize that. Again, it's something not in a weird way, but like I'm really proud of us in. And like, Mm -hmm. I love Andrew. Like Mm -hmm. I have lots of fun with him. Like he's genuinely my best friend of like, I have a lot of fun with him. But I think the balance there is communicating a lot. Kids constantly are changing. And so one thing that worked one month or one week Mm -hmm. is probably not going to work next week. Yeah, like ages, there's different things. And so I think what's the balance there? It's the balance is being agile and communicating about what your needs are Mm -hmm. and being humble to accept and serve the other person. Yeah. So- There's so many nuances to all these things. Okay. And then last question. What's a big challenge in marriage that you were maybe blindsided by? Could it have been prevented by dating better or dealt with earlier on in marriage? I really love this question. Very thoughtful. I don't love it in the way that I think my answer, I do like the way it's worded and asked, but I think the answer is hard to like pinpoint because I think just like sin, like our own individual sin is going to blindside one another. And there wasn't like one thing that I was like, oh my gosh, like no one ever said. I think it's just more this general thing of like, we don't even know the depths of our own sin. Like we were on a recording earlier talking about how I feel like I'm seeing some sin in my life that I'm like, oh my gosh, how is that even there? And like, you're just going to get blindsided constantly about each other's sin And that's not something that you can prepare for, like specifically, you know, like you don't know what your husband is going to be struggling with sin wise or like you don't know what you're going to be struggling with sin wise. And so I think the only way you can like prevent there's no way to prevent it, actually. But like dealing with it earlier on in dating or earlier in the marriage is just like continuously reminding yourself of like this person is not my God. God is my God and I will worship him and I will not put this person on a pedestal. I remember the first like four years of our marriage, like my problem in marriage would be 
we would start fighting and things would get really, really bad whenever I would recognize I was putting Justin in the spot that like God should be in my life. So I was like worshiping him in a way that like maybe I was putting expectations on him that were not fair or I was like needing him to meet emotional needs that like that is not for him to meet like things like that. Mm -hmm. And so like to me, that was the only thing that I would have to remind myself and like keep going back to is remembering like, hey, your spouse is to come alongside you and you guys grow together in this relationship. And it's not like he's going to make he does make me better, but not in the ways that sometimes we can like put them. Yeah, you're literally saying the exact same thing I was going to say. And I would have worded it of like, I wasn't blindsided in the way, but just in the fact of like Samantha saying like there's just sin in relationships. I would say like it was a big aha moment for me when I was like, oh, Andrew's job is not to meet every expectation I have of him. Like, I think I just thought like, this is going to be perfect. He's going to be exactly what I need and want and, and picture not, for him all the time. It. Yes. Yeah. And if he's not, he'll work on it because like we're trying to make each other better. And I'm like, oh, but I'm not God. I'm not God. And I don't get to choose like what the best version of Andrew is. God's actually like making and teaching and discipling and like growing him to be the man that he wants him to be. And so I think with that, I think actually the second part of like, could it have been prevented by dating better? I think it actually goes back to what we've been talking about this whole time of like, if you're expecting someone as you date them to be this perfect exact thing that you have formulated, not out of standards of a Bible, like of what the Bible says or standards of like, fruit in their life. Like if they're not off of those things, I think you have pretty unrealistic expectations for what you're expecting out of someone because no one will ever meet expectations. Again, like if Jesus can't satisfy you, then no one else will. So are you looking to this person for satisfaction and all fulfillment? I think that ultimately what it comes down to. Yeah. Really. I hope we answered these okay. Honestly, guys, please keep in mind that we are not dating professionals. We are not... I don't know. I was on a panel a few years ago for Veritas, which is our college ministry, asking some dating questions. And I'm like, I hope I answered that right. Like, it's so hard. And we each come with our own backgrounds and things. So keep that in mind. But also, these are great conversations like our podcast. If you're a new listener joining in to get some of these questions answered, our podcast, like that's what we do. We kind of have these nuanced conversations and we want you guys to then go back into your own communities so hopefully you have people in your life that you can be having these conversations with that you can ask to hold you accountable in dating relationships and that you can just like figure this out kind of together so thank you hey thanks for going there with us if you loved what you heard don't forget to follow along with us at going there the podcast and it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend talk to you soon you